This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. Derek Kramer's producing. Good morning, guys. What's happening? Tony, how you doing? I'm doing great. You guys ready to talk some baseball today? Oh, you know I'm always ready to talk baseball. All right. That's <laughs> what I like. That's what I like. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be a great weekend, but uh, and, and I want to thank you guys in advance, all of you, for volunteering to come over uh, my house after the show to uh, uh, do the countertops and install the new kitchen sink. That, I, I just think that was great of you, you know, guys. I'd I, I love to say I would, but you know my 14U team is getting ready to go out to Wilson <laughs> High School for their big tournament. Can I join hey, you? <laughs> and, and if they're listening, guys, get ready, get focused. We got 1130 game. I want to see a great day out of you guys today. And start drinking some water. You want to be hydrated uh, today. You know, anytime you're talking about uh, upper 70s, 80s, you really got to make a concerted effort. To being hydrated, you don't want that dizziness a little bit later on. Hard to see a, a fastball when your uh, head is spinning. You mean dizzier than usual. Dizzier? No, that's for me, Raj. Uh, uh, well, no, I, I think it's pretty selfish of you, Tony, <laughs> just because you can't go to the Taste of Buffalo. Now, you don't want any of us to go. Uh, you, no, I want some work done. I have to get ready for Nick's birthday party next week. So uh, the wife has the big honey-do list out, and believe me, it's monstrous. So, so I get to do that today. It's a birthday party. you got to have new countertops. Uh, it's a new one on me, Francis. Uh, yeah, and last week was four interior uh, doors, so it's a never-ending thing. It's all for Nick's birthday party. You know, those kids could be pretty critical when the countertops aren't up to snuff. Well, there's no kids that. coming to us, just relatives, so... Wants to make an impression. Well, got to put on a show for the yeah. Uh, you know how it goes. Uh, 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 we have a lot to do today. We have uh, a lot of uh, the uh, WNY all WNY athletics baseball team to talk about. We have the Cole Poise uh, Cup uh, to talk about, and we also have some uh, unsavory news that's going on concerning uh, Iroquois' uh, dismissal of Mar Madison. We'll get into a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, into the show. But news and notes is first, and I want to kick things off. Congratulations to Kadri Olison. He is being honored, by, was honored by the Niagara Falls City Council, uh, received key to the city. Uh, if anybody remembers, Kadri uh, grew up in Niagara Falls. I believe he, played, he did play uh, for Cataract Little League for his dad and uh, went on to play at Canisius instead of Niagara Falls. Went on to star at Pitt and then was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, best of luck to Kadri and uh, the Olison clan. We will be rooting for you. Congratulations on being honored by Niagara Falls uh, City Council. Also, we have the um, 
Cardinal O'Hara is seeking a boys varsity soccer head coach for the upcoming season. Please email resumes to a p u l v i r e n t i at cardinalohara.com. That's at cardinalohara.com. So they're looking for a varsity uh, soccer coach. So if you're interested, Tony Pulverenti will be the man to speak to. St. Francis has a basketball camp that's coming up July 29th through August 2nd from 8.30 to 3.30. It's open to boys entering the 5th, 6th, 7th, or 8th grades in the fall. Uh, you're going to learn skills from St. Francis High School coaches. Uh, they have all kinds of uh, drills. The fee is $180. You can register online at St. Francis high.org under the athletics tab so uh you have that also the kensington lions ad pro football all-star classic wednesday july 31st 7 p.m williamsville south high school 5950 main street in williamsville uh hopefully uh next week anthony will be able to have uh coach kevin yarrow from star point Hopefully Nate Butel, although right now Nate's kind of busy, so his schedule may not permit. And we're also hoping to have uh, Jeff Tripp, the coach from Hamburg, who will be coaching the South. And uh, we're going to find out something else next uh, Saturday, too. Uh, we're going to see uh, one of his assistants will be his AD, uh, P.J. Cauley, mm-hmm. and we'll see how well uh, Cauley can get along without Shinsis leading him <laughs> along. It's so, impossible. It can't happen. Well, yeah. we're going to find out and put that answer that once <laughs> and for all next Saturday. Oh, he he's a pretty much a football junkie when it comes to that. He's kind of busy during football season with his AD uh, – duties and all that and this is his one time to get in there and you know he does assist during the year as well but uh, he just has too many things going where he can be the head coach of the football team but it's hard to keep him away from the field especially during the games i have to sit down with pat and uh talk some defense with him my uh, practices start up on the 22nd for the niagara falls cobras and i want to Pick his brain a little bit. He's one of the area defensive specialists. I yeah. can't think of a better one. You could come up with some as good, none better. Pat, if you're listening, I'd love to uh, get together with you and uh, and talk, especially looking at different drills uh, to do, shedding blocks, things like that. I've been looking at several of them online, and I'd like to get his opinion on some of the things that I've been watching. would like to thank Marquel Slaughter for the nice comments in the Observer Dispatch uh, that came out a couple weeks ago. They talked about uh, following uh, girls softball, you know, when he was working here in Western New York and a uh, good friend of mine and, and us on the show. So thanks, Marquell, for the uh, the nice shout-out. It's our nice lo- to get recognized in the, in, in the papers, even if it has to be somewhere downstate. <laughs> our loss is Utica's gain, believe oh, me. Oh, absolutely. No, no they got a gem. Mm-hmm. Yep, no doubt about that. All right, uh, let's get into talking. Do, first of all, did you guys have anything else for news and notes? I didn't mean to hog it all. Well, I think we got to talk about the Colt Boys Burroughs Cup that took place on Wednesday. Uh, fantastic job by Tom putting it on. A wonderful Did banquet. you expect anything less? Uh, no, I did not all expect right. anything less. All right, Tom, take it away. Well, so <laughs> if, you, if you didn't expect anything, so, you know, 
What did he do that was so great? He did what is expected of him. <laughs> Isn't that, I don't know. I, I'm confused or more confused than usual, Anthony. That's all. We'll explain it after the show, Roger. We'll help you. Thank out. you. We'll get the crayons and the uh, construction. We need paper an English out. lesson here. <laughs> Go ahead. Doc. So, for those of you who didn't see it, the winner of the Cole Poise Barrows Cup, who's also the Western New York Athletics Player of the Year, is Brian Norson of Frontier. Uh, Brian, just what an incredible season this kid has had breaking unbelievable amount of school records from doubles to singles to home runs. And then not only that, the way he ended the season in the run in the playoffs was unbelievable. Two home runs versus Jamestown to advance. Home run versus Clarence to be able to uh, advance to the uh, regional championships. Just unbelievable what he's accomplished. That does not take away from any other player that's out there. I cannot stress that enough. There are amazing student-athletes that are on these lists. This was just somebody we thought that just went a little bit more is what it was. Congratulations, Brian Norson. The home run he hit in a game against Clarence, that was at the Kessler, at the Kessler Center, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was at Canisius, yep. And uh, those are not chip shots when no. you hit a home run out of that park. Believe me, uh, it's, uh, you know, as Joe Garagiola used to say many years ago, Probably out of every park except Yellowstone. <laughs> I love that comment. <laughs> so, so, listen, I want to make sure we explain something before we get into this, okay? Because okay. the Western, all Western New York team that's done by the Buffalo News and the coaches is very different from what this team is, okay? The all Western New York team that is done on the Buffalo News has to follow the following parameters. Two pitchers on first team. Four infielders, just like a team that's out there. Right. One catcher, three outfielders, and then one designated hitter or utility person. They have to follow that mode. That's it. If it doesn't fit into that mode, you cannot get into a team one. So if you are loaded at infielders one year, that's why you see great players drop to team two or even honorable mention because of that. This teams that we're now talking about – has no, we don't have to worry about that with all Western New York athletics. So I don't care if you're a pitcher. You may hear four pitchers on a list. You may hear five. You may hear ten infielders. I don't care what it is. What we're looking for is what we feel are the best options or best people for that team to fit onto a first, second, and third team. The top nine or top ten. Yes. That's, uh, I, that's how I do it in softball. Uh, I know uh, – even uh, well with the news with the coaches, I don't think they go by position. You could have, you could be lacking a second baseman. Although yes. there's usually one person in each position that could probably sneak in there. But at other times, well, you know, my daughter was a second baseman. There aren't no second baseman on there. She should have been on there. She's as good as any second baseman, right. and especially in softball. I don't know if it's as much the difficulty with Tom's team, but with my team and all that uh, softball. Uh, basically what you have are pitchers, catchers, shortstops, and then it's uh, outfielders or first basemen who happen to bat left-handed because where else can you get a left-handed throwing non-pitcher? There's not too many left-handed shortstops, not too many left-handed catchers. So, no, a- a- absolutely. And, and that's why they even designated in the all-Western um, New York on the Buffalo News, it says infield. So there's four infielders, and you'll see. Usually they could all be low, shortstop. They could all be short. They could all be first baseman. And usually, honestly, you see it's a mix of usually first and shortstop. First baseman's your power hitter. Shortstop's usually one of the top players on the team. So absolutely, I see that. But 
we're not pigeonholed by that. So you're going to hear very different than what you just heard on the Buffalo News all-Western New York teams. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Okay. All right. So let's start it. Your first team, all-Western New York athletics team, starts with, and I'm going to do it by school orders, how these names go. First, Sean Hayes with Bishop Timon. What a win this year over uh, IMG Academy. Big win over St. Francis in the playoffs. This kid's pitching is one of the top pitchers in the area and absolutely deserves to be recognized. Here's also one other thing that separates what we're doing today versus what the Buffalo News does. I'm looking at the entire season. So it, it could be anybody that you played during the entire season, and the Buffalo News All-Western New York team only looks at conference games and sectionals. That's it. So not the other games that are out there, and I'm looking at every game that there is out there when it comes to these teams. So it's another separation factor, which is why I bring up the IMG game for, uh, for Sean Hayes and Bishop Timon. Next on the list, Jack Putney from Clarence. What a year Jack Putney had. One of the top hitters in ECIC1. Absolutely is a name that, again, I thought should have been on the first team, but because of how many infielders were there, was not able to get on that first team. Now, are you going by his batting average? Batting average. Home runs. I mean, he was just one of the leaders for Clarence that was out there. There's no doubt about it, especially from an offensive perspective. Got it. I'm so happy for him, too, coming off that football injury where he couldn't complete his football season. Yep, absolutely. Next on the list from Hamburg, Jack Migliori. What a season this kid has. Break the school record for home runs. When we actually listed, he actually is either second, third, or fourth in five different categories for Hamburg, the way he finished out this year. What a fantastic season. He's off to Canisius. Jack Putney is off to St. Bonaventure. Sean Hayes off to Mercyhurst. So no so, surprise that these guys on the first team are some are of the top to, ones. Yeah, yeah, going to uh, uh, colleges or getting their scholarships, I should say. The next one, separation factor, arm angles. This kid is unbelievable on the mound. I loved watching his kid pitch. Nick Parch from Iroquois. Yes. You actually watch him. He'll actually go from multiple angles during a game to be able to confuse a batter. Unbelievable what he's done against Depew this year. Some big wins pitching. Love Nick Parch. Nick Parch is actually the one who makes the list. Next one, you've heard me talk about this kid multiple times. Known right now for probably the win over Lockport in the sectionals, where Jamestown is the number eight seed, upsets the number one seed Lockport because of this pitcher, Bryce Jackson from Jamestown. And you had been touting him for a while. No doubt about it. The next one, who is actually our player of the year for the Buffalo News, as well as the uh, coaches pick, you have Dom Schmidt for Ken West. What a leader this kid is. He is a leader on that field. He led the team to a sectional championship. He did it on the mound. He did it from center field. Dom Schmidt, one of the top players in Western New York. The next one, another name you've heard me tout over and over again. I said, watch, even if the start is slow, you're going to see him finish hard. He's considered one of the best pitchers in Western New York. From Lakeshore, Nate Lockwood. Heard that name many a times. <laughs> the next one, another pitcher. Ten wins on the season. A .96 ERA. 70 innings pitched with 100 strikeouts. Oh my Unbelievable God. what this kid did this year. He needs to be recognized as a top player in Western New York. He's the pitcher for Medina, Trevor Luthart. 
Wow. That's amazing. Yep. And he really carried them, especially <sighs> towards the end of their season. Right. Unbelievable. I mean, they rode his back as a pitcher, and, and absolutely Trevor needs to be recognized. What a fantastic job. What a fantastic season. How the, many of the games did he go against uh, Roy Hart the three times that they played? So he faced them all three times. Okay. And then, um, so he's two and one. He, he, well, he got no decisions in those. Oh. Right? So it was actually Charlie Brunning who was two and one in that okay. one. Okay. Because Charlie got the decisions is what it is. So uh, it was just a no decision type thing. You all heard me talk about the nine-inning game, which is probably, I consider, one of the games of the year. one nothing, and then you have a walk-off home run by our next person on the list, (laughs) Charlie Brunning from Roy Hart. So absolutely, Charlie deserves to be there. What a fantastic season. Not only on the mound, can do it at bat. First baseman for Roy Hart, one of the leaders in Western New York, no doubt about it. The next one you've actually heard it was probably one is considered the or was named the offensive MVP for the Monsignor Martin division was unbelievable as a catcher this year for St. Joe's Sam Murphy. The next name you've all heard over and over again attending VCU Virginia Commonwealth University this year and we have Will Carlone from St. Joe's also on the list. The next one, another catcher who probably would have been on the list if it wasn't for Sam Murphy having the year that he did. But we also want to recognize Chris Nino for St. Mary's. Big home runs early in the season. Led that team, was a big leader on that team to get them off to the start that they needed to do in uh, order to be successful for their Monsignor Martin run that they did. Last on the list is from West Seneca West, Chase Chidowski. Finished with a 500 batting average in ECIC 1. One of the top averages, had a fantastic year, led that team in a big win over Ken East in their sectional game, also with another hitting performance versus Will East in their win. Great season by Chase Chidowski. To players like that, when, you know, as the season goes on, these other coaches start noticing, like, look at this batting average, I need to start walking this guy rather than pitching to him, or no? It depends on the game, right? Is the game on the line? Are you ahead? Are you behind? It depends on the scenario, really, where the game comes into play. Okay. Is the um, first base open with the winning run already on second? Yep. Then, yeah, you're going to walk him. Yep. It all depends on the scenario. Okay. It really does. But you're not going to put the winning run on first base automatically. Stuff like that. You know, it varies, like he, Tom says, different situations. No outs, one out or two out, tying run at the plate, winning run at the plate. So many variables, you know. Right. So there right now is your That's an outstanding first note. team all Western New York or I'm sorry, all Western New York Athletics first team. Second team. There's some big names on this list, too. Wait to that is, first of all, how you separated first team and second team is amazing. Listen, to those listening out there, it's a hair, right? You're yeah. talking about so slight differences is that when you do these teams. Any one of these kids can be on a first, second, or third team, and there's no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So please, just look at the recognition and the fact that it's being recognized that you are a top player in the area. Well, people are going to complain anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it goes with the, it's yeah. the nature of the beast. What so, do you mean I can't complain? <laughs> Says who? <laughs> you can complain all you want. It's whether who's, is, is anyone listening. So... Do uh, you want me to do second team real quick, or why don't you get in uh, get in a few? We still have about a minute to go before the break. Start our second team again by school order, led off by Tom Fermanski of Albion. What a season this kid had, especially in the playoff run. 
what he did with pitching wins over Depew, kept his game, kept his team in the game with a grand slam at Niagara Falls against uh, Medina, where it scared Medina and put Medina on the ropes till the end of the game, and Trevor Luthar had to come in to actually close the door. Unbelievable season by Tom Fermanski. Next one, Ronald Brown from Brockton, who led his team to a state semifinals. Unbelievable season for Ronald Brown. The next one, also a Colpoys Barrows Cup finalist. Unbelievable at shortstop. Also had two big pitching performances with a no-hitter and a three-hitter. Joe Pagano from Depew. Mm-hmm. Next up with another big season coming out of Hamburg, Dylan Crowley, who also was a pitcher on the mound. Big hitter. One of the top three hitters in the lineup. Also a leadoff hitter for uh, Hamburg. Great season by, by Dylan Crowley. Next up, this is a kid who is you are going to hear from in the future, is already considered one of the top players in Western New York. Your shortstop from Medina, Brian Fry, who also hit close to 500 in his uh, conference, Niagara-Orleans. He is absolutely going to be a name that you want to hear and you're going to listen for in the future. That Medina team is going to be unbelievable next year. Yeah, they were already unbelievable. <laughs> the next one that you're going to hear the catcher from Orchard Park, Zach Mecca, who had an unbelievable season, hitting over 400 in ECIC one, led the Orchard Park team for one of the uh, for a a co conference championship in ECIC one. He also had a good hockey season. I'll yeah, an out. unbelievable hockey season. So Zach Mecca again deserving his accolades. Next up for St. Mary's, you've heard this name also before, Trent Rumley, who was unbelievable actually on the mound for St. Mary's, also was big on uh, hitting. This is one of the leaders for St. Mary's along with Chris Nino, but Trent Rumley is also your second team on the second team. This gives you a great idea. The teams that uh, you know, we've talked about all year that were you know went far in the playoffs or they won their divisions. It's no surprise that they're just filled with players that are making up your first and second and even third team. And that's no the way it should be, Anthony. Yep. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll finish up uh, what Tom has, and we have uh, that and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligari along with Tom Prince, Francis Beck, and Roger Weiss. We're talking about Tom's all-WNY uh, athletics team. Working off of the second team, we're going to continue there and then off to the third team, Tom. So Alex Ballette is next for St. Mary's, your pitcher of the year in the Monsignor Martin division. After that comes Connor McKendry from St. Joe's, a great offensive year that he had. Came on real strong at the end of the year. The next name that you're all going to recognize, your uh, catcher from Williamsville East, Joe Mack. Mm-hmm. What a surprise. <laughs> the next one, who had a fantastic offensive year, you're going to hear three names right in, a no, uh, right in a row representing Williamsville North. The first is Connor Holman for Williamsville North. Second is Jacob Belote from Williamsville North. And the third is Andrew Fairbrother from Williamsville North, and Andrew Fairbrother being a finalist for the Colpoise Barrows Cup at the same time, too. And then the last name for Team 2 
was your pitcher out of Wilson, Ian Evans, who had a fantastic year. And um, you will actually hear his name at the next level. Did a fantastic job. Was one of the top pitchers also in the Niagara-Orleans Conference. That rounds out your second team for all Western New York athletics. Jacob Pelote would have to be one of our considerations when we eventually pick an overall athlete of the year. What yeah. a year he had. Yep, and he had a fantastic year in baseball too. So absolutely, I could see that you're. There's a couple of names on this list that we could actually see that. Sure. You know, if Putney wasn't hurt, Putney's on that list, right? Well, uh, Putney would have been yeah. three sports if he yeah. wasn't hurt because he couldn't play basketball this year because yeah. of his football injury. You know, Zach Mecca is another one that we talked about on these lists, right? Um, there's a multiple people on these lists that we could easily be talking about that fit that mold. So, so let's go on to team three. Okay, team three. We're going to start off with Kyler Micah from Chautauqua Lake, who was incredible on the mound this year for them, had some big wins with lots of strikeouts, was on our our 7Ks and above list multiple times. Kyler Micah makes Team 3 for All Western New York Athletics. The next comes from Canisius, one of your outfielders. Grayson Schaefer from Canisius, um, a fantastic year, lefty, big hitter, one of the leaders for the Canisius team. The next one comes from East Aurora, one of your stars for the East Aurora team with a couple of huge upsets this year were led by this candidate, Nate Mucci from East Aurora. The next one was a last week finalist for the Cole Poise Barrows Cup, big pitcher, led Gowanda to the finals. Tanner Olson from Gowanda is your next one on the list. Next, your pitcher from Hamburg, unbelievable what this kid did on the mound, also had a no-hitter this year uh, in against Sweet Home he had this year. Kyle Borello from Hamburg is on the list for third team. Next, from your sectional champions from Kenmore West, Zach LaPlante makes the list on the third team. The next one, who we saw actually got a chance to really see um, stand out in front of all the seniors, was at the Senior All-Star Game where we got to see him go against all the competitors in Western New York. Alex Rodriguez with Lackawanna showed exactly what the what kind of athleticism he has. What a what, baseball name, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, and I'm going to tell you, center fielder, can run, got all the tools, can't wait to see what this kid's going to do at the next level. Does he um, have a girlfriend named J-Lo? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Your next one on the list from... The ECI or the the uh, class double A number one seed Lockport, their catcher Andrew Galt makes the third team with an unbelievable season, leading Lockport to the number one seed in class double A. The next one comes from the Buffalo Schools from Olmstead, Max Schmarter, their catcher from Olmstead. This kid is one of the top catchers in the area. What he does um, both offensively and behind the plate, he plays at some top-level competitions. It's a shame that he doesn't get a chance to be seen more because I guarantee you we'd be talking about him towards those first teams if he actually had more of the ECIC1 competition that he saw on a day-in, day-in basis. The next name, youngster from Pioneer, Bryce Hedinger, who you heard a big game that he had pitched this year versus Lakeshore, where you heard him have multiple, you heard him hit him home run, multiple hits, complete game shutout, was an unbelievable game. He's the leader from, from Pioneer. Bryce Hedger makes the list from Pioneer. 
The next one from St. Francis. Alex Disman, who was probably their leader throughout the year. You saw him both play infield. He could play outfield. He also would go to the mound. He was absolutely kind of their overall player that you can actually say separated himself as the leader on that team for this past year. The next one, again, from your Monsignor Martin champion, St. Mary's, Brady O'Brien, who had a fantastic year. You heard him do multiple things to lead that team. Brady O'Brien's the next one on Team 3. Your next name, who I thought could have been a huge pitcher. You heard him have at least three to four games with 12 strikeouts or more in a game. Coming from Southwestern, Mitch Pascarella, unbelievable season he has. And it's good to see him get recognized on one of the three teams. I mean, 12 Ks a game, that's outstanding. Yeah, yeah for, wow. for and, not, and it wasn't one game. We're talking multiple right. games that he did this. Wow. And then the last name on the third team list, representing Williamsville South, Owen Berkman. This is also a catcher-pitcher combination. What this kid can do is unbelievable. Got some fantastic speed on the mound. Can't wait to see what Owen Berkman's capable of doing, too. But there rounds out your three teams right there. That's very impressive. And there's no surprise that we're seeing uh, the uh, pitchers and catchers. And we keep saying this, you know, you allude back to the previews and that this was going to be the year of the pitcher. Well, I think if you also have the year of the pitcher, there's also great catchers involved as well. So no surprise there. Yep, no doubt. Catchers, pitchers, you know what I mean? You're seeing top, uh, top offensive people on here. But a lot of the times the top offensive people are a pitcher in a lot of cases because very rarely do you see the PO at, at this level. Like you see usually your top pitcher is also a positional player, which we saw in a lot of cases this year. Do many high school catchers call their call their own game? Or... It depends on the coach. Yeah. It depends on the coach. I think every scenario is different. Some do, some don't. I think it just depends on what the coach's style is. Now, when a college is recruiting a uh, a catcher, uh, you know, and they're looking at, are they looking for catchers that can call it themselves? Does that do they uh, give advantage to one that does as opposed to one that doesn't? No, or it just doesn't matter. No, they're looking for very specific things. They're looking for their pop up time. They're looking at their release point. They're looking how quick the ball will go from the catcher to second base. They're looking at more intangibles than they are of them calling the game. Because when they go to all these scenarios where they're trying out for colleges or they're doing some sort of showcase event, it's about what they are doing behind the plate and what their intangibles are as far as timing and seconds and and speed and all those different things is what they're looking at. They're not necessarily looking at what they're doing calling a game because most people at the next level will probably call their own games. Speak, speaking of catchers, uh, did you guys catch who was like that? Who was on with uh, Howard Simon? Uh, what was it yesterday? I believe Jonah Heim. Remember the uh, Amherst, Amherst yeah. one of the greatest catchers to come out of this area, drafted by what, the Orioles. Was it Raj? Uh, did he start with the Orioles? Yeah, or I end believe up it with was the Orioles. And now he. Because I saw the picture Phillies? with him in, in studio with us uh, right yeah, after you're he was right. drafted. I think he was it was in the Orioles, Orioles gear. and then didn't he end up going to, coming ending up in the Phillies organization? Yeah, now he's uh, I think in the A's organization, so he's making that 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 steady climb. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, no one ever stole on him in high school. And I remember the story that stood out the most was uh, when he had his tryout with Baltimore, he hit it out of the park at Camden, both sides of the plate. Yeah, and to answer your question that you asked, Tom, about the uh, calling pitches there, I'm sure the scouts don't even consider that because once you get into their their system, 
they want to start from square one when it comes to calling pitches. Okay, I so just no, was, I, was I doubt just if that's a factor as far as drafting kids out of high school. The other big news, uh, and we talked about it, uh, touched on it last week, was what's going on at Iroquois. Uh, a local publication did a uh, story on it, and you were mentioned uh, prominently in, in that article. What's going on? What are the updates, and what are you hearing? I know there's a lot of outrage in the uh, Iroquois community. You know, as we've talked about, we had the Colpoise Barrows Cup this past week, and we, I would have loved to seen Marv come to there with his player, Nick Parch, um, representing. But I know Marv's going through a lot right now. And it's, to me, is, I, I, I just don't get it. Um, and, and I'm very frustrated. I'm disappointed. Whatever the wordage or verbiage that you want to use there, the adjectives you want to use there, I truly believe this is a guy who's earned a right to at least come back for one more year. The JV coach is going on 50 years. He's going to go on his 20th year. It was supposed to be kind of a swan song year where they just wanted one more year, and that's all they asked for. And everything that this guy has been brought up that they've that they, they've either accused him of or complained about him of, whatever it is, he's been exonerated of. And, and, and this is a guy who even said, like, listen, I'll work with you. You want to put your guy on the staff for next year and we kind of make it a transition? Fine. But the fact that you that, that that he has to ask for one more year is absurd to me because the man has been so successful in what he's done. There wasn't a problem with him before. No, nobody. He did it. You know, ten years ago, did they bring the stuff up? No. Now they're going to bring up complaints about him. And well, let's take the easy approach. Let's just let him go. Yeah, and, and, I I just don't get it. I'm right there with you. And, and when is the last time that you heard? a coach win a sectional championship and be removed. I don't think I've ever heard of it. <laughs> tell you, tell so you right the there, it's got to tell you something, right? Uh, well, theoretically, wouldn't that happen to Monaco as well? Didn't yeah. They win uh, section uh, Class A in uh, basketball, I believe. You know, it's all those years it was either McKinley or Will South. I'm sure he was either the winner or the runner-up and all that. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh the thing is, it upsets me, and, uh, you know, they can always hide behind this. Well, we're not at liberty to uh, yeah. say uh, what the reasons were and all that is ongoing. We don't discuss yes. personnel. Yeah. We, well, you know, what yada, about yada, the yada. chance with all the people that are being outvoted in there? What about the public has a right to know thing? See, These are the taxpayers. Why don't they have a right to know? I'm just surprised that we're not seeing a group that's going uh, to the whoever is in charge of that or whoever makes that decision. We're still not clear on uh, who made that call? Uh, going there and sticking up for Marv. Hey, hey, come on, again, you know, my kid. They have. My, there have been multiple people. Oh, there's, have been, there? there's been petitions that have okay. been signed. There have been people screaming about it. I've seen parents. I've talked to parents. I've talked to coaches. They are furious over this. And but I was some, at Will, the Will South meeting, the last, uh, what do you want to call it, board meeting before the uh, official decision was made about Al Monaco. You would not be able to believe the people that were there in support of Coach Monaco. That has nothing to do. If the right people have a complaint and they have some kind of clout with the people that make a decision, they win. Game over. Yeah, and this is coming from, this is a superintendent brought this forward the board approved it. The only one on the board who voted against it is somebody who's got a kid in the program and knows Marv, which blows my mind even more. You don't listen to that person on the board? It's true. They're the ones with the intimate 
poor, you know, part or an intimate uh, towards the coach. Know what's going on. See what happens at games. I'm sorry, but there should have been more to this. I really believe, I or I really wish that we'd hear more. I know we're not gonna because exactly the reasons you guys said. We don't have to talk about this. We, you know, we're not gonna. We but it's a shame behind, uh, because right now, right now, there's a coach that should be getting at least one more year there in some sort of capacity. Two coaches that should be getting something. You think it'd be the complete opposite negotiating? You know how how long can we get you to stay? Uh, You've been so successful and so great for our our school, our community, our kids. We want you here for as long as possible. But instead, we're not even going to let you come back for another year. That's absolutely insane. But hey, best of luck to the program. Hopefully, uh, they get things uh, done right. All right, we have one more segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday takes over. At 11, we'll talk to you the other side of this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back for one last segment, and then Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary takes over. Hot to talk about Sabres news, Bills news, so have all of that and more. He's also going to be joined by Ryan Gates. I see Gates in the other room, and uh, DK still in. Oh, what a beautiful. Wanna, he just didn't want to help you with your countertops, and he found That's an excuse it. to sneak out. <laughs> Oh man, I'm dreading this. this I'm gonna do something. I hate. I don't know if you guys are like this. I never your your face with having to do something that you've never done before, and it just kind of weighs on my mind as I'm thinking about. I have no idea how to do this. Luckily, uh, we have someone in the family that knows how to do it, and I'm gonna kind of be his. Or Dave Draper, who's coming over to help today, and hopefully get this thing done. And then maybe, if I'm lucky enough, a bonfire tonight and hang out and get to relax a little bit, something I don't get to do too Ooh, often. See, that scares me, though. Bonfire, if you're doing all that stuff, you're going to have that much scrap that you made, are you? Yeah, I'm going to have a lot uh, to do. Um, you're headed to Taste of Buffalo today, aren't you? Uh, no, we'll probably do it tomorrow, not today. Uh, she's got. Some, I guess there's something going on at the uh, Central Terminal tonight. She's going to that, so I'm going to, I think, head out to... Uh, the Nike base in Hamburg. There should be a softball tournament going out there. Too. Well, I highly recommend uh, the Dirty Bird food truck if you go with the uh, chicken and waffles, a little bit of bacon in there. Oh, my God. Kinda it tough. is good. <laughs> Last few years, Miss Goodies hasn't been there. I'm missing that junkyard dog I used to get. And that's your favorite. Oh, uh, for so many oh, years, I've heard you talk about oh that Oh, my one. God. There well, be a law against it. M- make up with it. Go try uh, the Dirty Bird. Believe me, you will. You no. will. Uh, you'll be impressed. Okay, I certainly do. am. Shout out to Raul from the Dirty Bird. Uh, okay, guys, we're closing out this uh, this past year, 
as we get ready to approach the start of next year. And I always consider, and you know, everybody, most people consider the Kensington Lions All Star Game as the last event of or the first event. Yeah, I always like to call. I call it the first event, even though it's last year's seniors that are playing it. And next year, um, next year, next week, uh, we hope to be talking about the Kensington Lions Ad Pro All Star Game. And uh, you've invited some people in studio, Raj. So hopefully that all comes together. And next week we'll get to talk some some football. Love talking about that game. And uh, of course, this year going to honor Milt Dickerson. And uh, how, how many years was he involved, Raj? Forever, it seems. Back to the 80s, yeah. to my knowledge. Yeah, so uh, glad that they're going to honor him uh, this year. Again, the game is at Williamsville South High School, so you want to check out check that out. That's on the 31st, so something to look forward to for next week. Now I'm thinking, you know, as we're putting this past season, this past school year to bed, uh, memorable highlights and moments that jump out in your mind. Francis, let's start out with you. Something that... Uh, that you'll never forget or something that you found memorable. Well, it's funny you bring this up because I was actually planning on doing a whole year interview piece and I, you know, picked up storylines and I was going to write it out and I got through football season. I was already at almost 2,000 words and I'm like, Whoa. this is way too much of a haul. I just decided to start yeah, it's football. It's going to turn into a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I already talked about football a couple weeks ago. What I saw, what I thought was good. But winter, Williamsville girls hockey. Five elimination games in six days to win a state title. That right there was a huge accomplishment. Very also, impressive. want to point out girls basketball. Shay Chesick from uh, St. Mary's of Lancaster. Freshman came almost out of nowhere. Took the entire Monsignor Martin by storm. Uh, handed O'Hara their first uh, Monsignor Martin loss in years. Um, of course, O'Hara eventually came back to win the Monsignor Martin title. But their streak, their Western York streak, went down this year to Amherst. A lot of good games between Amherst and Will South. And then sure. it was the Cornfield sisters in the end who kind of one day. So I wanted to point those two things out. Class A girls basketball and then obviously Williamsville girls hockey. Raj. Uh, I got three highlights, obviously, that come to mind. You know, the name of the game is, you know, as far as you can go and – my three highlights were three different state championships in three different seasons. Uh, you know, our cheese sausage pepperoni team from down south, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Climber Sherman in Panama, mm-hmm. they won the state championship in football. And I'm going to give a shout to my favorite uh, lineman on that team. Her name is Sarah Watson. A uh, girl is actually a member of a state championship football game. That's one highlight. Sure, I like that one. Uh Winter season, obviously, uh, Franklinville girls basketball, especially coming off a season, a heartbreak when they were, what, three-tenths of a second away from a state championship a year ago. And uh, coming off a timeout, a girl was able to sink a uh, desperation uh, three-pointer to tie it. And then, of course, the devastation, they just couldn't recover in overtime, so they were state runners-up. They come back, they beat a good Real good Panama team in the Section 6 championship. Arguably, that game was the de facto state championship game because Panama was by far Franklinville's toughest tournament, uh, toughest opponent. And then for them to, you know, the Far West Regional and the semifinal and final were, you know, practically automatic compared to the uh, 
win against Panama and all that, and uh, just glad for Coach Dunlop and his girls. They are now state champions. And then what can we say about uh, the Will East uh, Lady Flame softball team? I think, to me, that's probably the most impressive uh, story of the year, what they were able to do. Uh, you know, we talked about this uh, the statistics throughout the year where almost the entire uh, batting order was at or around 400. Yeah. The ERA, the, the, the pitchers, I don't think I've ever seen a performance like that or domination like that in any sport. Well, number nine in the one poll in the country, and you look at the record of some of those teams that were in the top ten, my goodness, a couple of those California teams played over 40 games. And it's just to be ranked up with those people. And, that says uh, a lot. Girls would probably off. play year-round because and they can play outside. bearing in mind also that Chris Durr now has taken three teams in three different sports to t- state champions and finally won the final game of the season. That's some serious uh, that's coaching. That's the highlight of my highlights. Yeah, that's some serious coaching right there. That's somebody that knows how to get across to his players, no matter the sport, uh, teaching the fundamentals, teaching what it takes to win, and then the players obviously buying into that and executing it. That's very impressive. And I was so happy to be a part indirectly of all three of those teams. Also, I almost got to mention Emma Fossil, Clarence, fantastic career there, played soccer, hockey, ice hockey, and lacrosse. I think I mentioned before she had over 100 points in each of those three sports. Uh, fantastic athlete. I believe she's playing in Plattsburgh to play hockey. And hats off to uh, Malik Brooks out of uh, Lockport High School, Cam Barmore out of uh, uh, Panama Climber as street sport athletes. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Derek Kramer for producing. As I said, next week we hope to be talking about the Kensington Lions Ad Pro All-Star Game. So we'll have that uh, And don't forget Sports Talk Saturday following us at 11 o'clock. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.